You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Heart Matters, where leading cardiology experts explore the latest trends, technologies, and clinical developments in cardiology practice. Heart Matters is produced in cooperation with the American College of Cardiology. Your host is Dr. Janet Wright, Senior Vice President for Science and Quality for the American College of Cardiology. How do proton pump inhibitors, or PPIs, impact the efficacy of antiplatelet medications? What approach should professionals take for patients at high risk for upper GI bleeding? Our guest today is Dr. Deepak Bhatt. He's Chief of Cardiology at the VA Boston Healthcare System, Director of the Integrated Interventional Cardiovascular Program at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the VA, and Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. Welcome, Dr. Bott. Thank you so much for having me. This is an interesting topic. I'm going to ask you to start by explaining to our listeners why you and I are having a conversation about antiplatelet drugs and PPIs, proton pump inhibitors. Well, the reason I think the topic is one that's hot right now is because concerns have been raised about a potential interaction between clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors. And clopidogrel is, of course, a commonly used antiplatelet agent, in particular in patients who've received stents and or who have acute coronary syndromes. So you've got two commonly used types of drugs, clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors, which are used for a variety of different gastrointestinal conditions, such as GERD or treatment of ulcer disease. So two commonly prescribed medications where there are now allegations of a possible interaction. So that has really brought us to this point. And just to make this even more complicated, we know that antiplatelet drugs, clopidogrel, for example, is really critical in the setting of a patient who's had a stent, but there is some increased risk of GI bleeding. And we know that PPIs reduce the risk of GI bleeding. And so the other element that you introduced is that there may or may not be an interaction between the two. Exactly. So, in fact, a rather complex issue because there's the recent attention that's come about this possible interaction, but then there's that whole layer of complexity. Well, proton pump inhibitors might actually be useful if a patient's on antiplatelet therapy to reduce what is the biggest risk of antiplatelet therapy, bleeding. And the most common form of bleeding, especially in chronic therapy with antiplatelets, is gastrointestinal bleeding. So a very complex relationship on one end of the spectrum, one might say, oh, okay, antiplatelets raise bleeding. They raise GI bleeding. In particular, GI bleeding is bad. These patients should all be on a proton pump inhibitor. And on the other end of the spectrum, one might say, wait a second, I just heard that there might be an interaction between clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors. Uh, None of these patients should be on a PPI. So it creates a lot of room for discussion and has created actually a fair amount of controversy. You've published a study on the efficacy of clopidogrel when it's used with omeprazole, one of the more commonly available or prescribed PPIs. What did you find? Sure. So this is the COGENT trial, and as you mentioned, it was just published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And this trial took almost 4,000 patients with either acute coronary syndromes and or undergoing stenting, coronary stenting, and randomized them either to placebo or a proton pump inhibitor specifically, omeprazole, 20 milligrams a day. And everybody got aspirin and clopidogrel, as the guidelines would indicate, for this patient population. The primary purpose of this study, however, wasn't to rule in or rule out an interaction. That wouldn't really be a good reason to do a trial. The primary purpose was to actually nail down whether proton pump inhibitors given prophylactically to patients who were presumably at average 
average GI bleeding risk, other than being on uh, antiplatelet agents, whether that approach would reduce their risk of gastrointestinal complications. Even though it's logical to assume that would be the case, that had actually never been proven before. That is, small mechanistic studies, endoscopic studies, have shown that 12 weeks of a proton pump inhibitor will reduce the risk of endoscopic ulcerations, say from aspirin, but no outcome studies have been done in that particular situation. The outcome studies for proton pump inhibitors have been in the setting of recurrent gastrointestinal bleeding. So no one had actually proved that if you just had a patient, say, on aspirin and clopidogrel, average GI bleeding risk, that giving them a PPI prophylactic would reduce their clinical incidence of GI bleeding. So that's why we did cogent. And what we found was consistent with what many gastroenterologists sort of felt would be the case based on prior observational non-randomized data. And what we found was a significant reduction in gastrointestinal events, including clinical gastrointestinal bleeding. And then applying that information further down the road in care of patients, I want to get eventually to something that was published online in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, an expert consensus document. But before we do, is there any additional advice that you would give practitioners based on the results of the COGENT trial? Sure. So that was the primary purpose of COGENT to see if there was or wasn't a benefit of prophylactic proton pump inhibitors in patients on dual antiplatelet therapy. And for the first time, we actually showed that there was a benefit. Also, as part of the trial, we examined cardiovascular events because when the COGENT trial was planned, and of course, this was a few years ago, at least those of us on the steering committee were aware of data some of which wasn't even published at the time, that was going to come out to suggest that there was a pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic interaction between clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors, or in plain English, in a test tube, that if you're on a PPI, your blood is less inhibited by clopidogrel in terms of antiplatelet effect. And a number of studies have confirm that finding, most often for omeprazole, sometimes with other PPIs as well. And one might think, well, if the PPI is blunting clopidogrel's effect in a test tube, that should mean that it is also having an adverse clinical effect. And some observational studies showed that, and other observational studies didn't show that. But in the randomized cogent data set, in fact, we didn't see any signal of cardiovascular harm from concomitant administration of a proton pump inhibitor, in this case, omeprazole 20 milligrams, and clopidogrel. The hazard ratios were near one, so there was no evidence of any excess cardiovascular events. Therefore, I think it's reasonably strong evidence that there is not a clinical adverse interaction between clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors, at least at a population level. Of course, in an individual patient with multiple different factors, genotypes, other things that can affect clopidogrel's response, it's hard to say with that degree of granularity. But on a population level, with almost 4,000 patients, we didn't see anything. A couple of caveats, though, in terms of interpreting the cogent trial, while the GI endpoint was very statistically significantly reduced and I think a, a solid finding, the cardiovascular endpoint, uh, the confidence intervals for that hazard ratio I mentioned of around one, were somewhat broad because the trial was prematurely terminated, actually, during the whole economic crisis. The company that funded the trial went bankrupt, and then there was no funding for the trial, and it ended abruptly, and therefore we weren't able to continue the trial for as long as we wanted. So some issues there with respect to the cardiovascular endpoint and just how well-powered it was. The second caveat, too, that I don't think really impacts the results, but others may disagree, is that the 
compound tested was actually a combo pill of omeprazole and clopidogrel and had released kinetics that are a little bit different than off-the-shelf omeprazole and clopidogrel. However, I don't think that would have affected the gastrointestinal efficacy findings at all, and I think it's unlikely to have affected the cardiovascular safety findings either. But nonetheless, just a couple of points that your listeners should be aware of. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Wright. Our guest today is Dr. Deepak Bhatt. He's Chief of Cardiology at the VA Boston Healthcare System, Director of the Integrated Interventional Cardiovascular Program at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the VA Boston Healthcare System. He's also Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. We're talking over protein pump inhibitors and antiplatelet therapy and talking about whether there's a cause for concern. Deepak, you were just mentioning caveats from the trial, and we were getting to perhaps a discussion of the recent warnings from the FDA about using PPIs alongside antiplatelet therapy. What would you like to share with our listeners about that? Well, the FDA has voiced some concerns about a potential interaction between clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors. And indeed, there are pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic data that show an interaction. So on a test tube level, the concomitant administration of proton pump inhibitors with clopidogrel does seem to blunt clopidogrel's antiplatelet effect. What's not clear, however, is whether that translates into a meaningful way into a clinical interaction. That is, in an actual patient, does that in vitro, or strictly speaking, ex vivo, interaction matter. And in the cogent trial, which was a randomized clinical trial, uh, the only randomized clinical trial on this topic, we did not see an adverse cardiovascular interaction from concomitant administration of clopidogrel and proton pump inhibitors, and indeed saw a benefit in reducing gastrointestinal bleeding. So at least from the perspective of the cogent steering committee, we didn't think that there was any clinically worrisome interaction, and in fact, there was benefit to prophylactic proton pump inhibition. However, this is a population, of course, of patients that's being studied. It's still conceivable that in an individual patient, perhaps one with specific genotypes that also adversely affect clopidogrel's metabolism, that concomitant PPI administration might be an issue. But again, I wouldn't worry about those sort of things right now. That's more futuristic thinking. That really gets into the whole issue of personalized antiplatelet therapy. And while future studies might support an approach of testing genotypes and point-of-care platelet assays to guide dosing of things like clopidogrel and other antiplatelet agents, we're not there yet. So for the time being, I think I would make decisions based on randomized clinical trials, such as cogent. Very helpful information. Now, I want to give you a chance to talk about the expert consensus document that was posted online in the Journal of American College Cardiology and share uh, the practical advice that came out of that statement, recognizing that there's still additional research to be done. There are still some areas of concern. But meanwhile, practitioners out there are treating patients. And so there's the need to issue guidance. What would you tell us about that statement? Sure. Well, first of all, you know, in fairness, I was a co-author, so I'm a big believer in that (laughs) statement, and I think it's terrific, and you'll have to make your own decisions. But trying to step back, I actually do think it's terrific. It's a very balanced document, and as you mentioned, it came out online in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, but also simultaneously in circulation and the American Journal of Gastroenterology. So it was an effort spearheaded by the ACC, but bringing in the American College of Gastroenterology as well 
to try to get cardiologists and gastroenterologists together uh, sitting at a table or at least sitting at a virtual table discussing common issues and trying to come up with some guidance for not just cardiologists and gastroenterologists, but just physicians across all sorts of specialties that deal with these common problems of antiplatelet therapy and bleeding and decide what the right thing to do is. Excellent. And, you know, you brought out another key piece of guidance from that document, and that is in the identification of patients at high risk for GI bleed. And with any uh, decision in care that we make, we have to weigh in on high versus low risk, where we land in that spectrum. So for purposes of this document, high risk was defined, uh, help me here, prior GI bleed. Yes, so things that most of the clinicians on line here will be familiar with, things like prior GI bleeding, prior ulcers, H. pylori status, concomitant corticosteroid use, concomitant NSAID use, chronic NSAID use, being on warfarin, being of advanced age, all these sorts of risk factors for GI bleeding are important to identify. And on one level, that might sound like common sense. But on the other hand, if a patient's coming in with a heart attack, sometimes those things get pushed to the side, in particular by the uh, initial treating cardiologist. So it's important to keep those factors in mind. And if those factors are present, to consider use of proton pump inhibitor. So the document isn't saying use a proton pump inhibitor on every patient that's receiving aspirin and clopidogrel or other versions of dual antiplatelet therapy, but it's saying to strongly consider use of proton pump inhibitors in those patients that are at high GI bleeding risk. In fact, one could extrapolate from cogent, which the document didn't do. It took a very, I thought, fair and balanced. The cogent trial actually showed a benefit in terms of reducing GI bleeding in patients at low GI bleeding risk, not at high GI bleeding risk. Patients who had an indication for a proton pump inhibitor were excluded from the trial. So I think the cogent trial certainly provides support for what's in that consensus statement. That is, if a patient's at high GI bleeding risk, I would say certainly they should be on a proton pump inhibitor. And that's what the expert consensus document backs. So I think that we've got several lines of evidence now converging showing that GI bleeding is important, uh, that we've got to risk stratify for it, especially on patients on potent antithrombotic agents, and that if there is a good reason to use a PPI to not be scared off because of various observations in ex vivo platelet testing, because after all, those are just surrogate endpoints, quite different from clinical trial data. We've been talking with Dr. Deepak Bhatt about PPIs and antiplatelet therapy. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. You've been listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Heart Matters is produced in cooperation with the American College of Cardiology. For more information on this week's show or to download a podcast of this segment, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.